RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. It's Tuesday, which means Tech Tuesday here at Reality Check Radio. Last Tuesday was a special day because it was our anniversary. It was our 25th program Stephen and I had done on Tech Tuesday. And Stephen, welcome back. I believe that um, we had some engagement regarding that. We did. Um, a lady called Jackie um, sent in a, a message saying, Paul, you and Stephen Sykes are such little fanboys of each other. Happy 25th. Okay, little fanboys? <laughs> well, I'm not large, so. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking how that came across. <laughs> Were we like, oh, Stephen, it's wonderful. Well, I, I know we're playing it up a bit. and Yeah. You know. Um. And, well, and, hey, I have fun doing this, so you know. Okay, well, I'm I'm a fanboy of you. <laughs> it's it's a thankless task. Yeah, thank you. All right, <laughs> now we're going to get into some news, and we're going to get into the topic, which is what about kids at school and PC or computer options? Yep, yep. Is that what we're going to be talking about? Yes. Um, there was one other item of, of feedback. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Um, by a lady called is it Mary. A fanboy. A fanboy uh, email again, is it? Uh, no. Um, this was this was more on topic. Um, yep. Mary writes that I got banned on LinkedIn for sharing COVID posts two years ago. To reactivate the account, they want me to upload a government form of ID. Like, no thank you, LinkedIn, and pee off. And yes, it's owned by sneaky Microsoft. Yeah, I thought that was the case. Yeah. Okay, well, don't go near them if they're going to do that then. Why would they want government ID? Yeah, no, that's like red flag right there. Who runs that show, I wonder? Okay, before we get into some of the news, um, I'm looking at, um, well, it's a script in front of me here, which we're going to have a go at. This is like a kind of uh, acting theatrical uh, attempt here, which would be the first, well, you could say that we're a big act no matter what, but uh, this first time <laughs> we've sort of attempted something like this on Tech Tuesday. So what is, it's a skit. What What's the skit all about, Stephen? So um, the skit we're, we're going to do is, um, they're not my words. I can't even think how I came across uh, this. It's called Ordering Pizza in 2023. And I thought that uh, this is kind of uh, pertinent because if you know a little bit about ordering pizza on the internet, the first place you could do it was in a little town in California called Santa Cruz. Oh. In, in 1994 was the first time you could order pizza on the internet. Is that right? Yep. Doesn't seem like that long ago, really, actually. My how no. things have uh, changed. Yeah, just a little bit. Because you could always, for quite a while, ring them up and order it, eh? You still can. Oh, okay, yes, you still can. And someone would would arrive in, uh, from a from well Pizza Hut in this case in a Pizza Hut branded vehicle. Um, yeah. Now, now you've got um, someone on a bicycle, perhaps. Or yeah, yeah. Um, or or um, Uber Eats on a moped. Uh, yeah, just noisy things. By the way, I don't like them. Doesn't prevent orders getting mucked up. Um, I tell you this because um, I accidentally, uh, through no, no fault of my no, own, of course, no fault of yours, um, took home um, Kieran Reed's pizza. Oh, the pizza so, of a famous person. Yeah. So uh, I, 
I think I've said this before, perhaps, but I'm I'm not a follower of rugby at all. And I um, went in to pick up a pizza from somewhere, and he was in the shop. And I thought, I know that face from somewhere. And I can't figure it out. And yeah. I thought, has not got something to do with like Colgate toothpaste? And 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 <laughs> and uh, okay, there's some. You're way off there. No, I think he did a TV ad. For oh, did he? Yeah, I think okay. so. And and also, uh, there's a multivitamin um, thing he did too. Okay. And then and then the penny dropped, and he had he'd said in conversation, he's a very nice fellow, very yeah. nice fellow. Yeah. Um, they're on their best behaviour anyway. Well, especially when when they're in the pizza shop wearing their um, Adidas jacket because the weather outside was a bit rubbish, and. Um, and uh, we can hear in the kitchen the conversations going on because these guys are working their butts off because there's so many orders. Yep. And so um, he said, incidentally, he and I both ordered our pizza at ex- to be picked up at the same time. And I could hear him. He said to me, oh, it sounds like they're making my pizza now because he could hear them discussing the nature of the ingredients to go into the pizza. And then a few minutes later, my name my name's called and um, take the pizza home and start eating. You're like, hang on, these aren't, this isn't what I ordered, but it has the ingredients that Kieran Reed told me was in his pizza. Oh, so I'm thinking, yeah. I hope he's enjoying what I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do with the pizza? Did you eat it or did you frame it? Oh, no, I ate it. You know, Kieran Reed's pizza could be worth something later on. Who knows? Oh, but I, uh, I've got no evidence for the claim, though. I mean, okay. Yeah, this was Kieran Reed's pizza. Like, hey, if you want it, you have to pay the double now. Okay, uh, I can't top that. Top that <laughs> pizza topping, topping. Top uh, that. Oh, I see. That's a dad joke. I, I didn't uh, think of that before I s- said that, but I, I realised it afterwards. Yes. Okay. All right. Onto the, um, onto the script then. Onto the script. So this is ordering pizza in 2023 on the anniversary of the first online pizza order, Santa Cruz, California, 1994. Yep. Okay. Now, I'll be the caller. Okay. And, I'll be, and I'm going to be Google. Okay. Here we go. Do I have to put on the uh, California accent? Hey, man, is this Pizza Hut? No, I'm, I'm going to do <laughs> Kiwi. I think to stick to you, I might be good. Hello. Hello. Okay, here we go. Is this Pizza Hut? Hey, sir, this is Google Pizza. I must have dialed the wrong number. Sorry about that. No, sir, Google bought Pizza Hut last month. Uh, okay, I would like to order a pizza. Do you want your usual, sir? My usual? You know me? According to our caller ID data sheet, the last 12 times you ordered an extra-large pizza with three cheeses, sausage, pepperoni, mushrooms, and meatballs on a thick crust. Super. That's what I'll have. May I suggest that this time you order a pizza with ricotta, arugula, sun-dried tomatoes, and olives on a whole wheat gluten-free thin crust? What? I don't want a vegetarian pizza. Your cholesterol is not good, sir. How the hell do you know that? Well, we cross-referenced your home phone number with your medical records. We have the result of your blood tests for the last seven years. Okay, but I don't want your rotten vegetarian pizza. I already take medication for my cholesterol. Excuse me, sir, but you have not taken your medication regularly. According to our database, you purchased only a box of 30 cholesterol tablets at Lloyd's Pharmacy four months ago. I bought more from another pharmacy. That doesn't show in your credit card statement. I paid in cash. 
that you did not withdraw enough cash, according to your bank statement. I have other sources of cash. That doesn't show on your latest tax returns, unless you bought them using an undeclared income source, which is against the law. What the hell? I'm sorry, sir. We use such information only with the sole intention of helping you. Enough already. I'm sick to death of Google, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and all the others. I'm going to an island without the internet, TV, where there's no phone service and no one to watch on me or spy on me. Okay? I understand, sir, but you need to renew your passport first. It expired six weeks ago. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> That's where but, we're heading if we're not there already. At that point, I'm I'm thinking I'm never going to go pizza again. That's it's, it's, it's too much. Mind you, that could be anything. It could be anything, but, you know, um, fast food in the form of pizza is a Kiwi staple. You, you could... Um... Uh, reverse that around. I'm calling up for my cholesterol medication. Well, we see you haven't had a pizza. <laughs> yeah, so um, now you get extra uh, social credit points. Yeah, um, on your um, CBDC, so you're you're just um, a thousand and twenty four points away from earning yourself an extra flight to go somewhere this year, so long as it's domestic only. And you might we might le- let you another five k's out of the fifteen minute city. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hope um, I hope folks found that uh, well. Kind of well, is it ironic? No, because that's that's the way it turned out, and um, and funny. All right, let's get into some of the news out there in tech world. Do you want to start with AI? Let's do that, man. What a what a soap opera this is becoming. Yet yeah, it's more Sam it, Altman. What's up with him now? Well, many will have heard that he's sort of got um, he got um, kicked out of. Um, OpenAI, then Nick Minute, Microsoft um, offered him a job, and now he's back with OpenAI um, AI again, and there's been all kinds of stories, and I don't think the dust has properly settled yet on this one, and it could be a little while before it is. Um, either way you look at this, I think Microsoft will be the ones who end up being winners, even if they don't work for him, because... Um, Microsoft did invest several billions of dollars into open AI in the first place. So whether or not they're working, um, Sam Altman is working at open AI or Microsoft, I think they still end up um, reaping the benefits. Right. Yeah. So like on, on November the 17th, um, it was said that um, Mr. Altman's departure follows a deliberate review process by the board, which concluded that he was not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities. The board no longer has confidence in his ability to continue leading open AI. Mm. And there's, there's a guy called... Um, Isla, uh, how do you say his last name, um, Satskiva. So allegedly he had cast the deciding vote where he was voicing concerns around the um, safety of artificial intelligence over the speed of the development. But then another guy who's the new OpenIA um, boss, uh, Emmett Scheer, um, wrote that the board did not remove Sam over any specific disagreement on safety. Their reasoning was completely different from that. 
but didn't actually say what it was. Okay, well, what could that be? Well, um, it's also um, speculated that Sam hasn't been putting um, sales of ChatGPT and AI uh, before safety at all. He's been working with other companies like NVIDIA and Apple so that chips can be built to power open AI's massive training models so that they're not beholden to any third-party vendors by the time there's even a hint of AGI, which is artificial or general intelligence. Um, so they want he, to own the zone. But at the same time, he's not keen on management stuff, um, just the doing the engineering bit. So um, perhaps Sam Altman got sp- spread a bit too thinly um, trying to do these other things. Um, but him getting fired sort of gave him power, didn't really take it away from him. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Um, I'm just thinking of uh, the same thing where, you know, the, the, the actual guy kind of gets run over by all the others, and that happened with Project Veritas. Remember that guy set it all yes. up, and yeah. and they ran him out of town, and it and fell over in the end. But I can, I can, I can kind of get someone who wants to stay in the in the engineering side of it, you know, and not sort of be part of the. Well, I guess in the end, the money side of it. Well, I mean, in Elon Musk is is very different like this because he's one of the few companies where the engineer is the is the head of a company. Usually, it's the usual management types, not the engineering types, who are the head of typical companies. Well, it's interesting because um, I, I'm interested in aviation, and of course, you know the big battle out there is Airbus Boeing, and Boeing mm. always des- described itself right back um, into the uh, pre Second World War primarily an engineering company, right? And um, that served them well because they created the 747 and did incredible engineering. The entire focus was on engineering. They kind of dropped that in the late 90s and became more of a um, shareholder wealth generator than an engineering company. Ever since they changed their culture like that, and there's been plenty plenty said about this, Airbus have caught up on them because they have remained an engineering company. Mm. And it's all about the engineering. Without the engineering, obviously, you can't create, in the first place, the saleable products. And they have slipped a long way. And it's very challenging for Boeing, who were just automatically the world leader, to come back against uh, Airbus because of that. And they're trying to, I think, make themselves engineering-centric again. But it's it's taking a while to break out of out of what they became, you know. Yeah, and then go back to what was how they were, and then try to catch up with the competition again. Yeah, the the engineers were the heroes, mm. and the sales guys were the sales guys. It switched around where the sales guys became the heroes, mm. and the engineers were like second fiddle. But unless you've got smart engineers designing the products and 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 building them. There's nothing to sell. Nothing it's to obvious, sell. Yeah, know. absolutely. Okay. Anything more to say about Sam Altman? Yeah, well, out of their 770 staff at OpenAI, about 700 of them um, signed an open letter saying that if um, Sam left, that um, they'd follow. Oh, so he's got loyal a loyal following. Yeah. Because I don't like that. No. But it sounds like. Um, Working with those, what Nvidia and those other companies, sounds like they're trying to create a walled garden, right? 
yeah, um, maybe. Um, it's hard to speculate on exactly how this is all going to work out, but but um, my concern is that we don't ever want a single company having ultimate control over everything of the world. Well, of the world, of any single piece of technology, um, and as I said earlier on, that either way, Microsoft still win out of this because whether Sam's working for them or for OpenAI, they still work benefits because of their initial investment. So they've got a finger in both pies. And yep. you you don't immediately normally offer somebody a job straight away after having come out of one organization going into another unless you know something. Yep. Yep. Okay. Whoever ends up with the 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 lever of AI is I mean, how do we describe that? Well I, I, I think that um, you know, I've said it's a genie that's not going back in the bottle. So we poor plebs um probably are backed into a corner where we have to use it to leverage it because if the the higher ups use it for their benefit against us, then if we are not tooled up sufficiently either, then we're on the back foot. I got a feeling we're going to be on the back foot, but okay, let's see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's uh, uh, some Sam Altman AI. Firefox. Yeah, up to version 120 now, and they've come out with this new cool feature that allows you to copy a link without site tracking. So when you're going through a web page and there's a, um, a link on there that um, you may want to like click on and you're hovering over it and you go, well, that link looks a little dubious. It looks like a tracking link. It smells like a tracking link. It probably is a tracking link of some sort. You can then right-click on that link, and on the menu, it um, allows you to take a copy of that link, and it removes the tracking, the trackiness out of it. Oh, okay. And yep. uh, gives you the raw URL, so you can look at the content without the backing knowing that you've clicked on it. Okay. Well, that's a. It doesn't sound like much, but I'm sure it's something. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, not all tracking links are bad. And that might sound like a really strange thing to say. If tracking links are personalized for you, in other words, the one you're looking at is different to what everybody else might see, then yes, that's specific to you and tracks what you're doing. But tracking links can also just be a way of getting some metrics to find out like what the com um, a company might be trying to figure out, what's a popular link that people look at, um, and they have some analytics software, which is um, aggregating all this information. You know, for example, out of all the products that we sell, what's the stuff that people are looking at? And then do they go ahead after having looked at it to then go completing a purchase um, just so they get an idea of, you know, for example. I think that's fair the enough. Stuff that, yeah, the, yeah, I think that is. So long as no, there's no, uh, no private um, data that goes along with it. Okay. Gosh, version... It's hard to tell. 120. They've been at it a while. Quite a while, yeah. I remember using Firefox from version 1.0-ish. Okay. <laughs> you got some sort of plaque on the wall, original user. Oh, I probably should get one. 
Okay, that's interesting. And Elon Musk says X will show headlines on the platform again. Yeah. Uh, see how that all works out. Is that a big deal? What, news uh, headlines, right? News headlines. Yeah. Um, it depends, I suppose. Um, this goes back in, in some ways to, like, uh, paying for a service and then still getting ads for something. So, yeah. like, if you end up paying for X, um, like Elon said, to try and uh, mitigate against bots and stuff using the servers, if you also um, are paying for a subscription, for argument's sake, the New Zealand Herald, you buy a subscription, you go to their site, and you read news items that are behind the paywall, and yet do they still hammer you with advertisements? I don't know the answer to that because I don't pay for that sort of stuff. But if you're paying for a I subscription, think you, I think you, think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how how was that okay? You're paying for a service to get access to the stuff. Why do you then have to be hit with more ads? When but you're it's not pitched that it? way. They pitch it like you know th- these are um, uh, news stories that people want to read, and um, regardless of the advertising surrounding it. So therefore, there's a premium. Attached to that, and we, you know, you've got to, you've got to, um, you know, buy up um, or, or or go to the next level to access them. But so, do you need a premium plus in order to be able to read the same content? Don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, and Sky too. I believe it's been ages since I've had a Sky connection. But you know, you pay for that, and you still get ads. Mm. So thanks. I'm paying my money. I'm getting ads. Yes. What for? (laughs) Well, they could say, we're throwing the ads in for free. Who knows? Okay, um, so, uh, well, that will be good because I do kind of drop in on X to see what people are saying, and some headlines would probably be good, actually. Yeah, so long as they're not uh, nudging you into thinking certain ways. Well, anything that takes the mainstream out, I'm I'm okay with, i got to say. I, I've stopped. I've stopped using the word mainstream. Um, I use the word legacy. Media okay, instead. maybe I'll try and do that too. Well, the the way I think of it is like um, legacy implies a form of deprecation. You know, this is the way we used to do things. Yeah, yeah. that way doesn't serve anymore. We stop doing that and we do things a different way. Yeah. So, in in my mind, mainstream media are legacy media. What about Jurassic media? <laughs> Uh, might have to be like dug up out of the ground after yeah. a few million years old to be called that. Yeah, looking at the fossil record. Okay, um, let's get on to our main topic today, buying laptops and Chromebooks. Oh, um, boy, this is a topic for that... schools, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a topic that makes me go from sleepy and dopey to fired up and the click of the fingers. Um this sort of started for me back in, I think uh, it was 2013, and I think it was October. I was asked by friends to go to um, a school information evening um, held at a high school here in Christchurch. And I sat in the back and listened. They weren't there because um, they had already booked an overseas holiday. And um, he was kind of glad to know that he wasn't in the room after I chewed their ears off. Um, they had up the front um, a 
should we say, a sales droid from a well-known, reputable local uh, retailer. Droid? Sales sales droid. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is not the sales droid you're looking you're for. You're looking for, yeah. <laughs> and um, so the idea was to, like, um, here, here's um, a selection of, of machines you could buy, um, and here's a retailer that you could go and buy them from. And... They were saying there were um, there were hardware. There were for for this particular school. They were saying uh, we do not support Chromebooks. Don't bring Chromebooks to the school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they were um, they'd spent four years developing the school so that there was Wi-Fi everywhere. And the assistant principal said that you could be on the rugby field and you could be recording. Um, your child's uh, game and full high definition video and stream it live if you wanted to. I'm thinking, good grief! There's there's the um, the the place is just a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's just everywhere, and so I asked questions that I knew the answer to already. Like, have you got any Wi-Fi respite areas? Any what? You know, places you can go to where you're not having your brain microwaved throughout the Ooh, day that's a yeah okay how they yeah. go down uh like a cup of cold sick um but i wasn't worried i didn't have any actual affiliation with with the school um and i basically at the end of the evening went up to the assistant principal and said i'm don't know if it's legal or not but you can't dictate to people what they can buy and what they can't buy yeah and and then fast forward a few years, um, I've been to one or two other schools where um, the push is more for Chromebooks. Um, and there was sorry, Chromebooks. I'm just trying to visualize them. Is that like a sort of cut down laptop or a mini sort of thing, or, or what is it? Tablet? It's kind of like it's in a laptop form, but it's basically a glorified Android phone that can't make phone calls. So it's it's okay. running the Android operating system. Um, it's has very limited amount of internal storage because it's built in a way that it is dependent upon the Google ecosystem. So all your email, all your files, all that stuff um, has an insidious tie-in to Google, which makes my blood boil. What makes my blood start to spit volcanic rocks? Lava. uh, Yeah, lava and all all that other debris. I went to another one, um, an information evening for parents at a, at another school and had a listen in, and they were pushing the use of Chromebooks and they were saying, um, here's the deal we've come up with with an organization. I can't think of the, what is it now? I think you pronounce it Malana Kalani. That I might have got that slightly wrong. Mm-hmm. And for about 500 bucks, you could get yourself a Chromebook, which had um, a nice little sleeve to protect to protect it in, and a special type of insurance so that if it got smacked around a few times because you could haven't learned the art of looking after their stuff yet, um, it would get fixed a few times um, more than usual apparently, and they install what I call spyware. So oh, this yeah. this. Spyware um, basically allows um, the teachers to 
uh, install stuff on the Chromebook and have admin access to it um, during school hours. And I oh, thought, so go into the kids' Chromebook and uh-huh. and just be like a normal user. And well, they could they could do stuff. They okay. could they could administer the device with this um, other software on it. And I thought, oh, I'll back up the truck here. So from what I'm hearing is you're trying to – I didn't say anything the whole evening because I was afraid that if I opened my mouth, some bad words were going to come out of it. So I just yep. – I get I quiet, which was unusual for me. Um, you're trying to convince parents to part with 500 bucks, or might have been 550 bucks, to buy a device which ultimately they don't own because you require this additional software to be installed on it. I have seen in um, various forums where I've um, parents asking, how do you add in a second user on these Chromebooks? Because the admin software has blocked them from being able to do it. So this is um, what irritates me so much is that convincing parents to spend so much money on something that at the end of the day doesn't belong to them. How, how come it doesn't belong to them if they pay for it? Because the admin software. Oh, okay. So, all oh, right. Huh. If you can't do anything you want to with what you think is your device, because there's other blocks in, in place, how can you say it's actually yours? Okay, I see where you're coming from. All right. And the idea of that was convenience for teachers, or were they really also wanting to keep an eye on Bit of both. Um, it, it it does looking at the other side of it. It does make um, the landscape a little more predictable um, because they can make sure that all the kids um, have certain settings, have certain bits of software, that sort of thing. It would be okay if um, the schools did that to Chromebooks they owned because they owned it, but then getting parents to spend their own money on a device that is administered in the same way is different. To me, that's crossing boundaries. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So what they could do is find a special deal, do a huge bulk purchase, and allocate those as part of the you know, the kids' tool set or whatever that they need to be in the classroom, and, and they can operate it the way they need to for their school and provide it that way. It's a, it's a little bit rich to make people pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, what's even better is to say, look, just rock up with whatever you got. Well, why wouldn't you do that? Mind you, then you can't universally standardize your control system, right? Yes. I mean, I get that in some ways, you know, be, uh, because the internet is what it is, they want to prevent um, people or, or kids, I should say, from seeing dubious stuff, which is all fine and good. Nobody wants to, you know, prevent them from seeing that. Yeah. Um, and school networks do have um, things in place that when you're connecting to the network, that kind of stuff is prevented. But to say that we're going to take over your device, uh-uh-uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so uh, um, connect me to the, the network and be filtered that way. And that's yep. fair enough because you're in their environment and it's yep. not appropriate. Anything, anything outside what is needed for school is not appropriate to access on yep. these tools. Yep. And that's as far as it really needs to go, isn't it? I should think so. Yep. Definitely. Okay. And so 
when uh i mean as as always it, it's never straightforward um Various schools, um, even today, do come up with like here, here's a list of um, machines that you you could buy, and they're not just um, limited to uh, Chromebooks. Some of them uh, list Microsoft Surface laptops and stuff like that. But at the same time, my argument would be, well, okay, hang on, does it run Linux? That's the first question I'd be asking. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of cameras do they have in them? Can they be disabled? Um, do they have LiDAR in them? Um, some, particularly Apple iPhones, for example, they've got um, infrared um, cameras in them. So when they do face ID, they can tell that, um, you know, when you use your face to unlock a phone, yep. um, they're able to tell that there's a, an actual human head in front of the phone, not just oh, because of the heat signature or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you could just hold up a photograph of somebody. And, and unlock the device that way. Yeah. Um, you can usually take apart laptops to, and um, physically unplug the connections for a camera. And if you really need a camera, just clip one on the top and then plug it into the USB port. Right. And another bugbear I have is um, using Google stuff is that um, it's product placement. So you teach kids from an early age, this is how we do computery things. And then they got thinking of that. So Google ends up winning that way because they're indoctrinated with it from an early age. So they grow up thinking, well, this is how we do things. And the other thing that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that get under my skin about this whole topic, clearly, um, was that when it comes to sending emails to each other, the um, teachers can see everything. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, even outside the premises. Yeah, because if you're using a school account, then the teachers can see everything, oh, okay. and yep. they don't need to actually um, – they can just step in and, and, and have a look, which is um, – there's no expectation of a conversation. If, um, say, uh, a kid was um, writing um, or questionable writings or drawings in a notebook of theirs, then – the teacher might instigate a conversation with a kid saying, oh, can I check out your notebook? And there'll be a human-to-human connection, a conversation going on. But in the digital space, it's like, oh, I want to have a look. Yoink, yep, there I can. Yeah, there's no en- There's no engagement. engagement. Yeah. Yes, there, there, there's none of that. And so my concern with that is, is that um, if the kids are told, we're going to be watching everything you do, then from an early age, they're being told that someone's going to be spying on you. Yeah. Yeah. And that normalizes it. Yeah. And then as they get older, they keep thinking, I'm going to be watched. I'm going to be spied on the whole time. And they get older and older and older. And then being watched by surveillance cameras and being watched online by everything, it's all normalized and from their indoctrination from an early age. Yeah, I think, and, and I think it's morally wrong. It's hard to wind that one back. It is. How do you unlearn what you've been grown up thinking? Yeah, but if you've got nothing to hide. Oh, please don't say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing to worry about, Stephen. Yeah, everything to worry about. Okay. Uh, you really should be able to just about rock up with anything that's um, within the normal zone of devices at schools these days, like a 
you know, modest lappy or even a phone. Uh, they, they're really, I mean, it's, it's I think, uh, on them to, to be as flexible as possible these days, surely. Yeah, although a phone's not going to cut it because they're pretty tiny screens and you tend to need a full-size keyboard. But, of course, there's the another huge issue is that you're in a room full of, I don't know, should we say for argument's sake, there's 20, maybe 25 kids in a class. Yep. And they're all using your devices at once. That's a lot of um, wireless devices in a concentrated area. Oh, EMF. We've been over EMF um, a few times. That's well-researched. And one of the schools that I went to, um, I decided to go and have a conversation with the principal about um, spying and, and the tie-ins with Google and all that kind of stuff and the wireless radiation. And I very quickly learned that the principal at that particular school had no interest in listening to anything I said. Now, why do you think that is? Because all that principal did was defend decisions already made. Yeah. There seems to there seems to be a bit of a pattern of that. Yeah. Oh, it, it was infuriating. I thought, okay, well, there's no point in me trying to push this because I can see clearly I'm not going to get anywhere um, with this. But um, male or female principal? It was a female principal. Yeah. And um, I thought, okay, fine, my words are not going to sink in. Um, in fact, the response I got was, and I can almost quote this, we're just going to take guidance from the Ministry of Education. Yep. This is what happens. It's buck passing. The thing is, the, the, the folks back at the ministry are nowhere near genius level. Yeah. They're pretty plain, actually. A lot of them. That's why. That's why we've got over fifty percent of kids leaving school without proper literacy and numeracy skills because they're not very good anymore at educating people. So there's there's that little thing. There's a difference between education and indoctrination. Yeah. Well, if you if you're not good at ed- educating, you might be good at indoctrinating. Yeah. It's easier, probably. Okay. Well, um, and for parents. Parents listening with kids, school age kids. What what sort of age group? We're talking primary more than anyone at the moment, are we? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think it might be more for the um, might be for more year year four, maybe even year three and upwards when okay, they're starting yeah. to push the bring your own device thing to school. That's pretty uh, young. That what, what age is that then? That's one about eleven, twelve. Is it? Seven, no, younger than that. Oh, um, it's got to be what would that be? Seven, eight, or, or nine, something? eight or nine, eight or nine. I think it'd be something around. It's a bit age. young for that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Now, Where do you draw the line? That's a good question, actually. So, um, given that I know that, it, given the time of year, and parents are thinking about what to do, um, my suggestion would be to, if it's not too late. And in some ways, it's never too late. Ask the school some hard questions. What are they doing about wireless um, EMF mitigation? How are they protecting kids? There's ways that you can install Ethernet and do it nicely because this principle that I did go and see, see, I said, look, you can install Ethernet, you can do it well. And her reaction immediately was, oh, I can just imagine the mess of cables lying around. Like, well, that's only if you do it poorly. So clearly still yeah. wasn't interested in listening. 
Um, pushing back at every level. Pushing back at every level, de- defending decisions already not thought yeah. through very well. But I, I also want to say that um, if this is a subject which you feel strongly about, but you don't know how to approach your school and you don't want to potentially upset your relationship with said school, I am more than personally happy to go to your school and talk with whoever you want me to talk to to have a third-party conversation with somebody. Wow. Okay. That's a very generous thing to offer, Stephen. I think it's it's important because if you do nothing, you're going to get more of the same. And doing nothing is a form of um, subconscious compliance. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there. Okay, get ready. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm serious about it um, because I don't think uh, – I'm not trying to – through this whole conversation, I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm bagging teachers. No, no, you, you don't sound like that. Not by any stretch of the imagination. And I know teachers typically, you know, they just want to get on with teaching and so they don't always know about this sort of stuff. But it's having to bring this information to to them to say, well, did you know about this? Here's why this isn't a great idea. You may not have considered X, Y, and Z, but now I'm going to show you why. Now what do you think? Yep. Okay. What say you? Yeah, what say you? (laughs) Okay. Um, anything else to say about that? No, I think um, that might be a good place to stop before I give myself an aneurysm. Okay. No, I don't want to be held responsible or anything for anything that might happen here. Um, but uh, no, uh, plenty to think about on that one. All right. That's another Tech Tuesday, our 26th. Our 26th and counting. Yeah. Should we break out something for that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, we'll do it all again in a week's time. Stephen Sykes, thanks again. You're welcome. See you later. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.